Legends Cast, episode number 25, records in three, two. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards and the meta and the community of the Elder Scrolls Legends. I am one of your hosts, Mark, from outside of Pittsburgh, PA. And with me, I have uh, my faithful and awesome, incredible co-host, uh, Dead Broke Nerd. And today, we have a slightly different episode. If you're listening, then you already know that we don't have the typical, this episode is sponsored by Team Rank Star intro. Because, well, quite frankly, there has been a good bit of news, and not really great news when it comes to Elder Scrolls Legends. And um, neither me nor DBN has had, honestly, much to say about it yet, at least nothing public. So we wanted to take the opportunity. It seems sort of um, poetic that it's episode number 25, which is probably the closest that we've come to quote unquote milestone outside of episode 10 that it would it would be this episode that we'd be talking about this piece of news. Um, DBN, why don't you tell them what the main focus of the show is today? Uh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about the news that uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends has been put into maintenance mode by Bethesda. Um, so basically that means that the servers will still continue to exist that you can still play games, you can still buy packs, you can still collect cards, your collection it does not change, uh, but that they will be ceasing production of new content going forward outside of the Gauntlet events and mm-hmm. the um, monthly, special monthly cards that they release uh, based on the ranked ladders. So as right now, and, and there's some thoughts as to how long this might even last but right now you can still play the game it's just that there won't be any new cards with the exception of the tamriel collection that they dropped for free to everybody for the first three days i certainly i i was kind of confused why it just wasn't free to everyone for all time but you know whatever Um, i didn't even realize they only gave that out for three days yeah it was well at least that's what i saw but for all i know they that's a back-end thing and they just keep triggering it so for all i know maybe people are dogging it and getting it now Um, yeah that could be so but yeah um so the exception of those cards that they dropped and it was like uh was it uh 16 cards 16 uh yeah there's 10 there's no there's six there's five one for each color and then one for neutral so that's six and then there's one for each tricolor so yeah i think you're right 16 16 cards yeah 16 cards um so 16 cards and pretty good ones um which you can also collect if you didn't get them for free. If you missed out on that, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, you got premium versions of them, too, yeah. if you logged in to get them for free. Um, so there's that to play with, and then monthly cards as you know, usual. Um, so we're going to be talking about, at first, we're going to be talking about the announcement. Um, you guys have probably heard all about it from other people, but we'll just talk about our thoughts on it. Um, and then we will probably end up shifting towards our kind of experiences playing around with some of the new cards, you know, uh, and then we'll probably end with just sort of a overview on where we're at with the show and where that might end up. Really nothing set in stone, but we'll kind of briefly touch on that to close the show. 
yeah, we wanted to make some like pretty declarative statements about like what we're going to be doing next and if we were going to be doing something next. But honestly, there's just so much that's up in the air at this point. Um, I have a couple of desires and things that I'd like to see happen, but ultimately, I and mean, we'll talk about this at the end. There just hasn't been. We're not we're not terribly clear, but we'll 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 address that. So this announcement for those of you who maybe you listen to the show, you play this game occasionally. Um, what does maintenance mode mean? Because it may it may honestly not even really sound like that big of a deal, um, but it is. It's it's an enormous deal. Maintenance mode for other games may mean that you can continue to play them, and it's not really a big deal. Um, but you. With a card game, a card game without content and new content is, well, I don't want to use the word dead because that's that's a dangerous word to use because the game isn't technically dead. Um, but it, for all intents and purposes, like there has been a tremendous amount of people basically saying their goodbyes to Tessel. Um, and maybe they're not done playing Tesla entirely, but the vast majority of content creators have basically sort of said a goodbye. So let me just tell you a little bit about my experience with the announcement. I had come home from work one evening and it was like an afternoon actually. And, um, I was like chilling with my wife and my kids and I uh, had not gotten a lot of sleep the night before. And I'm trying to convince my wife that I need to buy this really expensive new microphone. And um, it wasn't going well. But I was like, well, maybe one day I'll convince her that I need to buy this really <laughs> expensive new microphone. You know, um, I think like she's starting to look at the dollar signs added up and be like, hey, you've made $100 in like six months. And um, you've spent thousands so um we really you know just like between the room and equipment and all of them like you know like you gotta we gotta find a middle ground here and uh, granted like the room that i built is an office for seminary work and for her teaching as well so it's not just for the show but still um i like to exaggerate um and so i was like okay i'm, I'm gonna go take a nap because i didn't get much sleep last night because i was two month old and so i took a nap and i woke up with a text from dbn with a link to a reddit post which i didn't even open up on my phone i was like well if dbn texted me this then it's important enough i can just go look it up on reddit so i looked it up on reddit and i saw the post from cvh announcing that we were in maintenance so i i went to sleep with um the desire to buy an expensive microphone and woke up without a game to necessarily podcast about so it wasn't um that wasn't the greatest experience in the world uh to to have um you know, I have really loved playing the Elder Scrolls Legends, um, and I'm still playing it. Uh, I've played it basically at least a couple of games every day since the announcement because I've been toying around with some of the new cards. Um, I'm really discouraged by the decisions of Bethesda um, to shut down the game. I'm not going to pretend to know what was going on behind the scenes Um I will say that I had a pretty significant amount of worry about the game strictly from a fiscal standpoint. Um, I'm not a business major. I don't own my own business. I'm not in video game creation or anything, but I was just, just doing some basic stuff in my head and saying, how are they actually making any money doing this? Um, and I couldn't come up with, I thought maybe they were, you know, maybe there's stuff I don't know about. But as I was looking at what seemed to be the glut of gold and gems and things that were on majority of avid players accounts, 
I couldn't imagine there was a ton of new players who were coming to the game. With the launch of the Oblivion of Expansion, it seemed like their last-ditch attempt to get new players to the game. And then that Oblivion Expansion was not very well received. The Reddit had been just probably the most, I don't know, the most toxic it has been since I joined the Reddit. Um, And so it had to have been just horribly, horribly discouraging to people who were creating the game or working on the game or developing the game. And um, and I had I hadn't had the most positive things to say myself as as one of the only voices over like an audio medium that's out there. I didn't have um, super, super positive things to say about the direction of the game or the direction that they chose to take. And um, so I wasn't I wasn't surprised that this is where we came to. I just kind of thought that that's where we were going to be maybe this time next year. Or or maybe like the summer of 2020, like I, I saw it careening for a bad place, right? Like I saw it spiraling, but I was just kind of banking on the fact that I didn't know enough. And then when they announced the China server, I was like, oh, OK, well, like they invested enough in this game to launch this game in China. Um, so maybe there is maybe there is some future here that I didn't see. Um, maybe Bethesda is continuing to make investments um, you know, I'm, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but it is discouraging to know how wildly popular of an intellectual property this game has. And um, to see it out of the running before games like Gwent, before games like Eternal, um, before games like Shadowverse even, um, to see it not... It's not dead, but maintenance mode is as good as dead for a card game. Like at this point, like if the servers are open three months from now, I'm I would personally like I feel like the servers are going to stay open as long as they're making enough money. As soon as keeping the servers open are costing Bethesda money, I'm not sure how much longer we can log in. Um, and so I think that like there there's a great amount of discouragement for me. Um, on a personal level, like I've invested a great deal in this community and um, have been really warmly welcomed into it and have loved being a part of it. It has been an, a great opportunity for me to reach out to people and invest in people. Um, I've been able to like walk through some difficult things with people because of the show. I've been able to integrate kind of like who I am and what I believe and what I do into video gaming for the very first time ever. I've never had the opportunity to do that before. And I've been able to like incarnationally and organically live out what I believe about loving people and supporting people and being there for people and challenging people while also podcasting about a game that I've really enjoyed. So um, I was actually talking to my wife tonight. This is a long monologue. I'm going to, I'm going to close it up here in a second, DBN and you're, you're up. Oh, you're, you're good. Take your time. Um, I was talking with my wife tonight. One of the things that my wife and I do together, and this is just getting personal, but one of the things that my wife and I do together is like once every couple of weeks, we sit down and go through a series of like six or eight questions that just sort of help us stay on the same page. Like what are the things that made you happy this week? One of the things that are challenging, how can I help you this week? What can I do for you? What can I pray for you? Is there any unconfessed hurt or um, issue that we haven't talked about that we need to address? And uh, what are your dreams? And so I was going through kind of like what my dreams are for the community and what my dreams are for the future of me as a content creator and online presence and all of those different things. 
And um, she's like, I am really surprised at how hard you have taken this. Um, I am, you know, I think what my wife expected was, oh, the game's over. Eh, I'm going to find a new card game. Yeah, maybe in a year or so I'll pick up another podcast. Um, but this community has meant a lot more to me in the short time that I've been a part of it. And the investment that I've been able to make in people's lives has meant significantly more to me than that. And honestly, just really from my point of view, like the way in which I I have actively been praying and the way that I've watched those prayers be answered inside this community shows me that I'm in the place where I'm meant to be. And so um, there's been like it's not just confusion on like a how could this happen to a game that I love level? Like for me, it's been this deep, deep very spiritual confusion of I believe that this is something that I am called to as an individual that I in some ways have been placed in this position for a purpose and for a reason. And as that has been building and I've been able to invest in influence people for what I think has been good with a positive influence and a a positive message um, to have that shut down on a spiritual level has been very confusing to me. And honestly, like just really, really personal, I've never been this open about what I believe, but as I've just been praying for the past couple of like days, the last week, since we got the announcement, um, that that's what all I've been praying about is like, what am I supposed to do now? Because I really feel like I need direction here. And, and so this has hit me on, on really a lot of different levels and some of which neither I nor my family sort of expected it to hit me. Um, so I've been sort of, I, I don't know, struggling is the right word. I think wrestling is a better word. I'm not saying that I've been struggling. I haven't been depressed. Like Elder Scrolls is a card game. I think it was a great card game, but there's going to be more card games. I don't really care about that. I'll always be invested in a card game, but there's some, there's some disappointment with the community thing and in the feeling of calling. And so, um, you know, I've been, I've been really wrestling with, what am I to do next? And did I have a positive impact on this community? Like I think that I've had, um, was my investment worth it? Is this a sign for the future? Um, all of those sorts of things, which I'm sure there's other content creators that are wrestling with similar questions. Maybe it's just at a different point or a different level, but you know, that's really where I've been with the whole thing. Um, disappointed. Yes. A little upset. Sure. We bit angry, Sure, a little bit angry. Um, wish Elder Scrolls Legends was not in maintenance. Um, still playing, but not at, not like not heavily. Like I'm not going to continue to invest a ton of time and energy in a game that just simply isn't going to get more attention or more cards. So I don't know. That's a long rambling of me. Like I haven't really put all my thoughts together on it 100%. Like I'm still wrestling with it, but that's kind of where my story and a little bit of where I've been over the past, you know. How long has it been? A week? Is it last Tuesday? Friday. Oh, it was Friday. Yeah, Five it feels days. like forever. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, I've gone through. I have I have prayed a tremendous amount about this in five days, and that with a two month old, a two year old, and I preached four back to back service. Well, Saturday night and three back to back Sunday services this weekend. I had a tremendous amount going on. Um, and even began sharing some of these things with my church family um, and got like a, a tremendous amount of encouragement. Like, I'm not joking. Like when I say that I've been wrestling with this, like I went to a meeting with my senior pastor, like the guy who hired me nine and a half years ago. He's my spiritual father, a, 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 
a mentor. He's unbelievably smart, like just insanely brilliant, like can pick up a, a passage in Greek and just read it like that. This guy's wildly intelligent. And literally in my one on one meeting with him today, like 80 percent of that meeting was taken up with us talking about this. Like, that's what I was doing today. I, I met with my boss and my boss's boss today. And in both of those scenarios, the, the lion's share of our time has been, what is my purpose in this community? And should I take another step? Should I take a step back? What's next for me? Because this has been something deeply personal to me, deeply spiritual to me, to the point where the people who mentor me and invest in my life and who are my boss know about it and are actively praying for guidance for me. So like it, it really is like I don't I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it really has like the last five days have been a big deal to me um, on on like all of these different levels of things that are going on. So, yeah. and I, I know DBN like this has hit you in some similar ways, but a little bit differently. And you've been trying to put your thoughts together. You, you feel prepared to share some of that? Well, <laughs> some of it. I got to be honest, a lot of it's pretty um I, I've been really struggling to stay mm, positive slash even just diplomatic. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I have all of these, I have this list in my head of all of the things that have rubbed me the wrong way about the way this went down, all the things leading up to it, you know, some of the reactions from the community that I did and didn't like. And I, some of it's justified, some of it's not justified, some of it's emotional reactions. But, um, you know, I, I, I post on Twitter um, basically saying, because, and this is true, I said, you know, how I had tried to make a bunch of videos, not a bunch, I tried to make a video, you know, on what I was thinking, and I made like five or six cuts like recorded five or six different times. And every time I came out of it, I was like, this isn't right. And I deleted it and tried again. And eventually I was like, all right, I'm just not going to, just not going to make a video. Uh, Cause it's just going to, the tough thing, honestly, about having an online persona for content creation or whatever, is that you don't want to betray that by being sometimes I mean it, look the bottom line is whether we're you know when, when I'm recording on YouTube when I'm streaming on Twitch it's not really me I mean it is but everything's turned up a notch you know everything is sure you know you're acting I mean you're not you're not reading a script but I mean you are you have a your on-screen persona for some people that's way more drastic charmers has a very drastically different personality from what i understand on stream than in real life and that's cool and fine and some people are like that you know um i'm really me but but i try to channel the more positive and excited and you know creative side of me and that mm -hmm. is none of what i've been feeling over the last five days sure. so uh, i just kind of decided that you know if people want to hear what i have to say they can talk to me in person or listen to the podcast where I will do my best to be diplomatic. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, <laughs> the weekend was rough. I mean, I, I, I was mostly just mad all the time, just always angry mm -hmm. um, because I've invested 
a lot of time and resources and, you know, eschewed other opportunities to support this game um, and the community, you know, and, and I love this game in this community. And I don't think I really understood how much I love this game really um, until it, you know, it's, it's gone. But I mean, I, it's like, wow, there's really not going to be more content for this game that I've played since like beta, you know, that's, that's really frustrating. And I sit there and I count all the times you know, that, that there were missteps from Bethesda, you know, and the developers, one or two, well, both of them, both Dire Wolf and Sparky Pants, you know, and I, I think about all the times where the community was really toxic and probably turned a lot of people away. And I think about the times where the, the community, um, whether out of, um, you know, pride or whatever, uh, chased away content creators or chased away organizations that wanted to be involved because that happened, you know? Sure. And I just say, like, what did, what did you guys expect? You know, and not to sit on my high horse or anything, but it's like, you, you gotta, as a community, you know, Elder Scrolls is, has these really high points and these really low points and and those low points for any compared to any game were pretty damn low and it's like what do you expect and then you know you look at the the things that bethesda have done and the the continued missteps and you're like what do you expect and i just sit there and i think about all those things and i just it just grates and grates and grates and then i have to go do something else you know, luckily I had a really good outlet. I basically spent all of Sunday out of the house. Um, Saturday was was very rough. I, I didn't, you know, I look I had work Saturday night and that helped, but uh, um, Sunday I I was able to go bouldering for a while and then go play ultimate frisbee and just kind of burn off a lot of pent up energy. Uh, but um. And I don't know, like, I don't want to get into too much detail on these these things rattling around in my head, but it's just, it. the way I put it on Twitter, I'm sad, I'm angry, and I'm resentful. Mm. And those, I, you know, I expected those raw emotions to dull, and they haven't yet, so I'm trying to be very careful with what i say and that's the thing too right the fact that i feel like i have to be careful bothers me you know the fact that i mean here's the thing i have a lot of instances i'll say throughout my time as a content creator playing elder scrolls legends and other games but elder scrolls legends being by far and away the my focus uh where i kept my mouth shut about certain things that bothered me about the community, about Bethesda, about, you know, the card design, balance, whatever, right? I kept my mouth shut for two reasons. One, because I didn't feel like adding negativity to the space was conducive to growing a game that I cared about. And two, 
and probably more importantly, because I felt that being, you know, honest and forthright, even if it's in a respectful manner about the state of things and being critical could hinder future possibilities of being able to work within the work within the community to be able to work with Bethesda or Sparky Pants. And I was just, I just shut up. And largely because I had that secondary idea of, I want to not lend negativity to the space. Like I have these issues with, with these, you know, decisions or, you know, community members or people, but like, what does starting more crap going to do to bring people into this community? And frankly, like I said before, I try to cultivate a very welcoming, friendly, and, you know, positive persona, which isn't, I mean, I like to think I'm a nice guy, you know, uh, but I'm also a very, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in real life willing to be critical of things. Sure. And so I felt like I just, I just kept not saying anything because I wanted to cast the master series. I wanted to, my goal was to be at next year's QuakeCon, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just, you know, got back in line. I saluted, was a good soldier and didn't, yeah, walked the company line, you know, because I feel like that was necessary. And frankly, from working within, with the master series, I kind of noticed some people who maybe could have been involved and maybe should have been involved that weren't involved. And I started thinking about why that might be and came up with the only conclusion, which is that they are publicly critical, not rude or disrespectful, but publicly critical. And it, that, that stuck up here in my head. I'm pointing to my head sure. for our listeners. Sure. Uh, you know, and I said, man, I really need to be careful. I mean, I mean, you guys, you should always be careful what you say on the Internet. It doesn't go away, you know, uh, but hopefully you're a good enough person. You're not going to say something that can really, you know, screw your life up. Uh, but when it comes to working with employers and stuff like that, you know, you got to be careful. I don't want to, you know, be seen as somebody that can't be trusted to work with a company. But the problem with that is then nobody who's in a position of influence is going to be willing to seriously put their foot down and hold people accountable. And if, you know, and, and I just, I'm, I'm not saying I regret it. But I'm saying that now I'm sitting there telling that line thinking, what do I have to lose? <laughs> sure. sure, you ain't getting hired to be on the Elder Scrolls Legends team now. Certainly not. You ain't going to be cast in the Master Series this year. What Master Series? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you see my point. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. That's what I I've been wrestling with. That's what I've been wrestling with is how... How... Because, cause, you know, and this is not this is not to be critical of these people at all, because I get it. But I know a lot of people who have been doing the friendly farewells and the rounds of thanks and thanking Bethesda, thanking Sparky Pants, thanking everybody. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I'm not done with the game yet. I still love playing this game. I booted it up today and played for, and I was just going to cut a video. I was just like, man, I got to get a video done for YouTube. 
all right, let me just let me just knock this out. It's gonna. And I sat and I played for like three or four hours and didn't end up getting the video done because I kept playing around with the new cards. So like, game is still great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the game the game is. I mean, they're they're obviously the, the same issues that I had stated in previous episodes about like we need a rotation and pushing for things like that. That's still evident, like in the in the game itself. But um, I mean, the mechanics, the cards, the artwork, like it's still great. Yeah. I mean, still you know, a game that I love. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm like, I I feel like there's a lot of people, including very very much, including Bethesda, but people too, that reacted to the news with a sense of treated treated tessel like that elderly person with a terminal disease and they pass and they say at least they're not in pain anymore Mm. right and celebrated it right and i'm like are you kidding me seriously You know, like I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm I'm not happy that oh Tesla's woes are over. I'm like, why the hell didn't we get them in line? You know, instead of just just, it felt like there was a lot of of the thing along the management direction where Bethesda started with one foot out the door already. What do you What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you make a competitive game, a, a competitive game, a game marketed and geared towards competitive players, and you don't set up a tournament team. Mm. One foot out the door, you know? Um, you make this huge uh, push for, you, you You give the, you change the developer over Sparky Pants, you make, say, we want a whole new client, which a lot of people didn't, I mean, there were back-end issues, I get, but a lot of people were like, new client, do we need a new client? Right. Uh, oh, we're going to make a new, you know, new client and then we're going to, um, you know, make four sets in a year. And then they didn't do a big marketing push. Mm. One foot out the door. And so I, I, I empathize. I'm not trying to be critical of the people that are like, hey, you know, I was already moving away from Tesla. Tesla wasn't for me anymore. It was a different game than the one I fell in love with. And they were looking into new things and, and maybe they were backing out of their involvement with Tesla. And so when the news came, they weren't distraught. I'm not being critical of them. I, I really want to make that clear. I'm not mad at them. But the fact that so many people had that sentiment frustrates me because mm-hmm. it's a big indicator that the fact that there isn't more outrage means that, I mean, how much goodwill did they have to burn through? You know? Yeah, for for people, because it, it's not it's not a response of like we loved this game so much. It's a response of like we stopped caring about this a while ago and saw the writing on the wall, so we're not surprised. Yeah, and I hate that that's the case. You know, and I sure. hate that like I, I don't hate the people saying it, but I hate that I hate that they're saying it. I hate that they're saying it, and I hate that like. We had all this time to iron out 
you know, difficulties, all the people said you need to have a competitive scene. Literally every other damn game company gets that. Every smaller game companies get it. Mm-hmm. There are so many smaller companies than Bethesda. And and, and, and Bethesda is the one that, that has this big game with this huge IP and they don't even put, a, they do one tournament a year? Come on. Yeah. And, you I, know, mean, we were- I think there's a certain amount of frustration with the fact that like, I, I agree. Like you kind of get the feeling that it, it was almost like, it was almost like someone came into a boardroom at some point and was like, listen, we have Fallout and we have Elder Scrolls and we have Doom. And let me give you a new idea. Let's make a card game. And everyone around the table was like, eh, we're not into it. And they're like, no, listen, Hearthstone is so popular and it makes so much money. We need to get into the card game scene. We have this awesome IP. Let's make it successful. And they're like, eh, not real sure. And they're like, well, you need to do it and we're going to sell them on it. And, and then they were like, uh, okay, you know what, like, give it a shot, like, you take, like, a desk and a computer, like, in the, <laughs> like, in the basement, like, like, we'll, like, yeah, like, we'll give you, like, we'll give you, like, a, a, a stipend, and, like, like, just, sure, like, you know, hey, 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 you know, give it a shot, but, like, we, uh, and then, like, hey, it's going really well, we need a tournament, and they're, like, listen, listen, we're just not really into it. Like, we're glad, we're happy, we love what you're doing, but listen, man, like, and I'm this the man, the developer in my mind, his name's Pete, and they're like, Pete, like, we love what you're doing, dude. Like, you're doing a great job, but like, it's, it's just not our direction. Like, we're not, we're not really yeah. into it. And Pete's like, we need a tournament, and like, everyone's saying we need a tournament. Let's do a tournament. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna take down Hearthstone, and they're like, Pete. We've had this discussion. Isn't your seat in the basement, Pete? <laughs> and, and and like Pete just keeps going back to the basement without a tournament. And you're right. It's like it, it almost felt like that at some point, and this probably isn't the case, but it felt like like Elder Scrolls was a project that they begrudgingly let somebody yeah. do yeah. in hopes that one day it would fail so they could shut it down and didn't have to deal with Pete anymore. Yeah. And now they don't have to deal with Pete. Pete's fired. So they sent Pete home. And yeah. like, oh, finally, you know, and I'm not saying that this is like how people actually feel. I'm sure there isn't people around Bethesda like relieved that Elder Scrolls Legends <laughs> shut down. But I like to a certain extent, it's like, I don't know, maybe they had like too many pans in the fire or like too many other things weren't going well. The two stressed out, didn't have enough time. I'm not sure what it was, but it, it, it has consistently like the lack of the tournament scene and the lack of communication about it has pretty consistently felt like we were like the stepchild. Um, Like the ugly stepchild that really was never taken too seriously because who could ever actually be successful in this area? Um, That's kind of how it felt, you know, and they had a great product and a great game. And I love Pete for what he put together. Um, And I I feel bad that Pete was in the basement all these years, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, here's my other thing. One of my many things, but one of the ones I'm willing to talk about. Um. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to phrase this nicely. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, you just tell me when I need to fill, fill air, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So here's where I'm at. Throughout the years um, in which Elder Scrolls has been around, um, I think back to when I first got involved, uh, which was in the 
post Morrowind, but right after the, uh, I mean, I, I played the game for a long time before getting involved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I hung out around rank four or five and never really bothered to get much higher. Um, but I got involved in, uh, during the, um, like right after that QuakeCon, uh, and <laughs> the first thing that I noticed was all the people that were mad about conscription, conscription Tavani, right? And it took about three, four months of complete, of just unrelenting badgering. The community just, just pleading and begging and, and just anything that they could do, saying, making, you know, making posts, uh, making memes, just absolute, just everyone just begging for three to four months, please do something about conscription. To the point where the, the deck that I hit Legend with the first time was not a good deck. It just wrecked Telvani Conscription, right? And it took like four months, and they reduced its cost or increased its cost by one. They also nerfed Goblin Skulk, ripped Goblin Skulk. Um, <laughs> Poor Goblin So there's Skulk. two things to unpack here. Uh, one... There was there was this just lethargy when it came to addressing issues raised by the community, with the exception of uh, the Abomination Empire, which was right in the middle of the Master Series, so it was extremely high profile, right, within the context of Tessel being high profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one being Invade, which was messing up their bottom line because people were ranting about it in the week or two after the set drop, which is prime time for people to spend money on it. So sure. they couldn't allow that to slide either. But in those you know, time between sets when the meta solves and people are looking at things and saying, hey, what's up with this? Just so slow to react. And then half the time people would bring up these concerns um, and say, hey, look, we have an issue with tricolor, right? I mean, I gave up on the idea of tricolor needing to be reworked. I was just like, it won't ever happen, so I just need to accept it and instead realize that dual color control will never be a thing again unless it's paired with rage, right? And even then, it's worse than a tricolor control with rage. Sometimes. I mean, I think there's... Okay, there was a warrior deck. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But the point is, um, repeatedly, the community was told... We know better than you. We know better than you. We know what we need. We have our metrics. We've got this. We've got that. We have all this hidden information that you guys don't get to see. And at a certain point, I stopped believing that it existed. You know? There was so little transparency involved in the process, right? Something that in the modern age of the internet, you have to understand. These big companies have to learn The public wants transparency because we live in a society that no one trusts corporations or governments to be truthful about things. Mm -hmm. No one, no one trusts. If they do, you know, I don't know. The, the, The point is, I mean, we're. 
there was very little communication when it comes to why things weren't happening in certain ways. And in the few situations when communication did come through, it would be, we have all these metrics that say we're right. It wasn't an explanation of why it was, we have this, we're right, deal with it. It's not changing. Right. And at a certain point, who the hell do you think is buying the cards? Who, who is basically because you don't have pr a promotional plan because marketing is not nothing but next to nothing in the scheme of competing on the video game market. Who is the people who are the people that do like 90 percent of your promotion? It's the streamers and content creators basically. And in many ways, I feel almost used as a content creator because I almost feel like there it was always this idea of. Well, the content creators will get people interested. Well, the content creators, they're our, they're our promotional tool, right? I mean, and we're, and there's no effort to do anything else. And then a lot of us are kept in the dark or thrown under massive NDAs, right? The point mm -hmm. is the communication, even, even the line of communication to the people that are most important for keeping your game in the spotlight was not there at all. And then the idea that you're telling the people buying your game that they're going to do it their way and, you know, the, the consumers are wrong. The what happened to the customers always right? I mean, really, we're the ones playing and buying the damn game. You would think that that would come through at a certain point. And if there's this overwhelming frustration with Tricolor's base mechanic, which drove a lot of people away, whether you agree or not, you would think they would start going to the drawing board and saying, how can we improve this without compromising what we want to do with it? If they really want tricolor, why didn't they try experimenting with raising the, you know, the deck limit? If 75 cards was too little because of how solved or how many cards were in the environment, which is the biggest complaint about tricolor anyways, which is that there's very little competition for the slots, you know, um, raise the deck limit or stop allowing dual color cards. So that way, you know, there's a reason to play Sorcerer over Telvani or Tribunal, which is named Sorcerer's Negation, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not necessarily even advocating for those things right now. I'm saying, where was the effort to say, we hear you guys and we want to compromise. We want to find a middle ground. We want to move in the direction of making everyone happy. And yeah, no one, everyone will never be happy, Right. That's not how it works. And, and, and I, there's a certain level of practicality where, you know, eventually someone there's always going to be someone complaining. Right. But the mentality of we hear you and we want you, the people buying our game, to be happy with the product we put out. It felt in many ways like the design team throughout all of the history um, almost had like this ego of, well, <laughs> we know what they want. You know, or I have this great idea and I like it. And so everyone else is going to have to like it. And yeah. And I think there's like, right. There's a level in which some of that is solved through transparency, right. Yeah. To say, to say like, Hey, we have statistics. Here's what our statistics are showing. Like this is in, in statistics are, are skewed, right? So like some statistics are good, but a lot of times statistics display what you want them to display. So interpretation um, is a major Sure. And, and like the way that you gather like stuff like that, like it and, you know, depending on what your target audience is and, and all of that. Um, uh, but here, like 
I always tell, I mean, this connects to like the rest of my life, right? I do marriage counseling. And one of the things that I do in marriage counseling is communication development. And I say to people all the time, people know what you say and do. They do not know what you think and feel, right? People know what you say and do. They don't know what you think and feel. And in so many cases, Bethesda said and did nothing. And so um, like they, and even when they did say and do stuff in the last couple of years, that's been done through CVH. And I really like CVH. He's been on the show twice. Um, I think he's a really cool dude. I've loved having conversations with him. I loved to stream when he was a streamer, all of that stuff. But even at, at that, it always felt like CVH's hands were tied behind his back. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, like I sometimes got to feel like even the two times that he was on the show that he may have gotten like the limited information he gave us, he may have gotten chewed out for when he showed up at the office after our show went out. Like I always kind of got the feeling like he was it, uh, like the people who were pulling the strings behind there were not willing to be transparent. So he was incapable of it. So I'm not saying that it was on him. It it seemed like everything that he did was it seemed like they hired him to be the community manager basically so they had somebody to come up with gauntlet ideas and someone to be a scapegoat on reddit um and i feel really bad for him in well, that and hoping, that, and hoping that his status as somebody very well liked in the community would give them a little bit of cover mm-hmm you know? Yeah, and it's just like I know that like you can't really display you know thoughts and feelings as a game company, but those thoughts and feelings were in the form of things like statistics and background information. And I know you can't display all information about the fiscal stuff that's going on with your game, and I get that because you don't want if it isn't going well, you don't want people to worry and freak out. Um, but at the same time, like there was some like hey, like just hey, just so you know, we're working on conscription. We also have a dozen other things that we're working on right now. We realize this is a big priority to the community, but there's a couple big priorities that we're working on in the background right now that need to get taken care of before we can move on to Telvani. But we hear what you're saying, and we want you to know that you are heard and that we have taken into account and we are planning on addressing it. Like, um, Well, and, you know, and we, we've got to know that like the way that it worked for CVH was basically – um, we are not announcing anything until it's done, mm-hmm. which is a stupid ass way of managing a company. I mean, that's just idiotic. I'm sorry. That's anti. Let me let me rephrase that. That's it's antiquated, okay? Because we've seen so many companies do this better in this modern area era of gamers, especially in lifestyle games, expecting m- more fre- like frequent communication. And receiving it from companies that understand the power of having gamers feel heard. Sure. I mean, do you want to know why? Hearthstone struggled with that for like the first four years of its existence. Oh, constant frustration with knowing nothing. And I don't know if it's still bad now. I just know that when I played, it was really bad where nobody knew anything. And they didn't know if there would be a balance patch in a week, you know, or three months, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And so, I mean... I remember when Crystal Caverns came out and everybody was just like, do something, do something, do something. And it was like radio silence. That's that's a bad way to run things. In case anybody was was uh, uncertain, that's bad. Saying we're working on it, guys. We hear you. We want to, you know, give you updates on this. That's good. Do good, not bad. I mean, how? <laughs> so condescending. <laughs> How hard is it? 
Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, I understand, I understand the desire to want to underpromise and overdeliver versus overpromise and underdeliver. And I saw games like Hearthstone that overpromised towards the beginning and underdelivered and really got burnt pretty bad for that. Um, so I, I understand that, but I also do realize that when you refuse to communicate, you leave what's going on up to the interpretation of people without information. And so it's like you you now have left us to interpret what is going on behind the scenes because you've given us no communication. And then it just leaves into just wild things that come out of that that generally probably aren't even true, but this is the perception that people have. And so perception becomes reality for people. And, um, and that's more so true in our culture today than ever before, that perception is reality. And so if you don't communicate with people, you can't then also be mad at people about making assumptions that aren't true. Like it, it's, it, there's a certain extent in which like I, I, when I work with people, it's like, Hey, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you can't not talk to somebody and then be mad that they didn't know what you wanted. Like it doesn't work that way. Like I, I, talk, about, I talk about that with my own wife. Sometimes it's like, she's upset with me over not emptying the dishwasher and it's like honey like if you do not tell me to empty the dishwasher i don't know you want me to empty the dishwasher therefore you can't be upset about me not emptying the dishwasher it's right. unfair i'm not a mind reader and in the same way when you're working with a company like bethesda or like another company who's developing a game and it's something that you're invested in they can't be like hey we don't want to talk to you and also how dare you make assumptions about us and don't be a toxic environment and you need to be a healthier place it's like no, you can't. You can't have. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't do both. Either you can communicate, or you can allow people to make assumptions that aren't true and pollute your culture. It's one or the other. But you don't. You don't get both. You don't get yeah. to not communicate and not have people pollute your culture. Those things are going to happen. So it's like what. It's kind of like what did you expect in terms of the toxicity of the culture to go up if you if you've proven that you aren't willing to communicate in a way that's beneficial to the, the culture. So I don't know. I mean. We're belaboring this at this point, I think, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. okay. And, and here's and here's another issue I have. So we're gonna we're gonna get on in this one. What's up with the two days before the expansion, or maybe it's three, doesn't matter. Before the announcement comes out saying we're done, it's over. What's up with the twenty dollar promotional set? That's slimy. That does suck. That, that, that I suck. almost bought it. You know why I almost bought it? I almost bought it because I was saying to myself, you know, if I want to be that person who wants the game to keep going, I keep pushing that, you know, a, a monetary investment, you know? I mean, I, so I every put my year, money where my mouth is. Right. Every year when it gets to summertime, when it gets about June, July, I always log into Dota. I, I boot up Dota 2 and I buy that battle pass. I don't even play Dota that much. I usually only play in the summers around the international because a couple friends of mine will all get, you know, get hyped up about the international and kind of tune back into what's going on in the meta and kind of re-enter that kind of community because we played for so many years. Uh, and we'll play some games together and we'll do a little bit of stuff. But, I mean, we don't really – I don't play Dota consistently. But I want Dota to continue to exist. And so if I'm just going to do that one small thing, that little tiny drop in the pond of paying, you know, 
what, $20 for the battle pass at the international. I'm going to do it. Right. And I had that same mentality that Tuesday. I said, you know what? I see this set. I don't really need, I don't need any of the cards. I'm not likely to use the card back because this Echo of Akatosh one is dope. And I'm probably never going to switch that one out. Yes, right. Um, and so I'm like, well, but you know what? I'm going to buy it because I want to, I want to contribute. And the only reason that I didn't buy it was because I was recording and I, I like had a couple games where like I was, I stomped people and it wasn't very interesting. And I was like, all right, I need to record a good game because my opponent just like uh, rage quit and I can't post that. That's right. So I got behind and then was late to go coach. And I was like running out the door and I didn't have time to, you know, do the transaction, everything, you know. And then by the time I kind of had time to sit back and play Tesla again, the promotion was over. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the next one. But I always buy those promotions. Right. And the fact that they did one of those. Like three days before canceling the game is the sleaziest crap I've seen in a while. They knew it wasn't nothing changed over those three days. Sure. I mean, if you run that promotion after the game, after the announcement, I'm good with that because the diehard right. players want to want to pick up the the promotion. Good, more power to them. I'm not. I'm not even advocating that people stop buying packs. I mean, I wouldn't. But you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even making that claim, right? I'm just saying, like, what is that for real? Like, that is some seriously shady stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, we had two guys in our community. One guy who was an avid player. One guy who was brand new. Both of them. Well, okay. I'm sorry. One of them bought a promotional. Um, bought the promotional the other one bought uh one of i mean it, it's the story mode so it, it doesn't apply as much but a couple of the guys from our group bought the promotional a couple days beforehand and now we're moving on to new games they're they, you know they got to play the black dragon a couple of times and that will be it that, that's the only time they'll really play with that card and that is that sucks yeah i mean i play the crap out of crown quartermaster <laughs> i would have i would have played that crown quartermaster all day you know, but I'm really, I'm really glad that my opponent rage quit and roped me for three turns. Because if it wasn't for that, I'd be twenty dollars shorter, and I'd be even madder. Really mad, yeah, <laughs> even more upset. Well, how about this? Let's let's move on because we did want to move into something that's a little, a little bit more positive. Because Man, now with I'm worked up though. Yeah, I know. Got you, I got you all worked up. But now, but I remember, I remember the conversations we had about one. <laughs> <laughs> about wanting to be diplomatic. So before we stray into not diplomatic, let's I talk think about. I've already, I think I've already overstepped that. There, a bit. there, there may have been one very mocking statement that was a little not diplomatic. But um, <laughs> let's 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 move on. So we had uh, 16 new cards, a bunch of new tricolor cards. We got 10 new tricolor cards, one for each class. Um, and actually, they're really cool. Like the cards are awesome. Yeah. Um, which yeah. makes me really bummed out that we didn't get these. And I don't know if this was going to be like a small set or if this was like a small portion of the polished cards from the next set that was coming out i mean obviously if that's the case like they 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 probably stopped working with sparky pants three months ago we didn't know it um or two months ago and we didn't know it right and uh and we just we just hadn't heard and this was all the further that sparky pants had gotten on these on this next set but um 
I have been toying around with one of them, and that is the Old Mary one, which is like a five mana, three five, I think. And when you deal damage to your opponent, you gain a mana for that turn. Um, and that card's been awesome. Um, I've been playing Goblin, um, mixed some goblins in, in Dominion, mixed with markets. Um, <laughs> so Swindler's Market. So, um, yeah, so you generate a bunch of curses and some of those forked bolts, I think, or whatever, the one that's zero cost deal one and one. And then you um, and then you drop this thing. And so, like, you know, if you have a couple of those in your hand with a market on the board and then you drop this guy, it is not at all outrageous to play him for five and regain all five mana with like a couple of forked bolts and a curse, um, which has been a tremendous amount of fun. Um, and I've really enjoyed it and it's actually gone pretty well. I've only pulled off the combo a couple of times. I haven't had a tremendous amount of time to play because like the day after a couple days after legends made their announcement, elder scrolls blades put out their biggest patch yet, um, that got rid of all the quest timers. And so I've been playing the crap out of some blades and I got elder scrolls online. So like, I'm not done being an Elder Schools player. Like, I still love the IP. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, so mad at Bethesda that I'm done spending money on their games. Like, I still am playing Elder Schools online. I'm still thinking about giving them 15 bucks a month for that stupid crafting bag. Um, I'm still willing to throw a couple of bucks here and there at Elder Schools Blades because I still really like that game. I'll still play the freaking crap Elder, Elder Schools 6 whenever it comes out. Literally, when I find out Elder Schools 6 is coming out, I am taking a week off of work and not coming out of my basement except to eat and poop and that's it i'm yeah, not even we'll i might just bring a bottle in here and pee i'm not sure you know like i i'm still playing the crap out of those rules games um but i have been toying around the dominion deck really enjoyed the dominion deck and had a lot of fun with it i will be toying around with some of the other cards that are in this set but i'm not gonna be not gonna be booting up a stream i, I barely streamed but i'm not booting up a stream to talk about it or play them um but on my own on my ipad until runeterra comes out um, I'm going to be messing around with it. The other thing that I did that, you know, as someone who's a completionist, the bonus side of the game getting put into maintenance, if there is one, is that now I don't have to be reserved with my gems or my gold because I've always wanted to complete every card and get every card in a card game. Always wanted to do that. So I have now completed everything but some epics and legendaries in the core set and a few legendaries in the Skyrim set. Um, I have every card in the game other than that. There's probably a couple of promotionals from monthlies that I don't have as well. So I will play this game for sure until I finish that off um, and get every card in the game. And then I will probably go back and revisit. I'm not going to delete Legends off my computer or off my, my tablet. Um, I'll still go back and explore Legends and have fun with it and play around with it. And honestly... Provided the fact that probably the vast majority of really competitive players are going to be gone, um, I'll probably be more successful. Um, <laughs> you know, at this point, it's going to be people downloading the game because they see it in the App Store when they search for Hearthstone and it comes up second or third and they don't know any better. Um, so I'll, I'll go trash those people. Um, but I haven't had a lot of time to experiment with any other cards. They're super cool. We're not going to review them because there's no point. But, um, yeah, I've been playing the Dominion deck. You've been playing a couple of games of Legends, too, you said. So what, what are you yeah. playing? Well, I, I think that, so I, I mean, this is part of where I'm going, but I'm, I'm still going to be making one Tesla video a week for the YouTube. So just to keep playing the game I like, and you know, hopefully people will enjoy it. But, uh, so I was toying around with each of those cards and I want to do like a, a deck on each of the cards, uh, that kind of showcases each of the cards that should give me 16, uh, <laughs> 16 videos right there. 
Um, but uh, I played around first with the Midnight Burial, which I still actually, Neon Greensleeves gave me a really cool idea, and I think he's going to shoot me a deck list uh, for it. And I'm not going to spoil it because I think it's really cool, and I'm going to put it on the YouTube. Uh, but I was messing That's around with Telvani? it. Is that Telvani? Uh, no, it's purple. It's the purple card. Oh, oh okay. Sure. Midnight, Midnight Burial is the one-cost uh, purple action where what you do is you search your deck for a character and put a copy of it. Not put it, but put a copy of it into the discard pile with plus one, plus one, and then it has the tray. So what I did was I made a um, Last Gasp Alter Telvani. That also okay. used Rimmin Purveyor and Reflective Automaton so that I could manually put, with Midnight Barrier, I could manly, manually put um, Reflective Automatons in the grave so that whenever I found a Rimmin Purveyor or a Alfiq uh, Conjurer, I could play them, consume the Reflective Automaton for their effect. So what was really cool was that because I was consuming Reflective Automaton with Rim and Purveyor, my altars, uh, my Altar of Despairs, got way better because they're pulling things from the next tier up because everything's discounted. So. Oh, that is cool. I didn't think yeah, about that. That's so cool. at one point, I double discounted things with two Rim and Purveyors, and then I was like pulling like a three drop every time I put down an altar and for, used, the first, used it for the first charge. Uh, and it was, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, I still have a lot of testing with it because it's just, I mean, really it's not as good as standard. Um, you know, what it does is it uses Alter better, but it's probably not as good as standard Telvani because what right now it's trying to use a lot of last gasps and stuff like that. And then because Midnight Barrel has Betray, and then I'm also using, like I put Barrels Arts Tinkering in it just for fun. You know, and, and things like that, some dark rebirths and stuff. But I'm pretty sure you could blend, you could just take an Alter Telvani deck, put Purveyors in, put Alfiques in, and put Reflective Automaton and Midnight Burial, and just switch out a couple things for those same cards, and it would be good. Um, I and think I also. Be, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I think was, it would be fun to play Scout and, uh, and dump like um, Iron Atronauts into your graveyard and then ramp sure. to re reanimate them with the reanimate card. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking graveyard. about reanimate. Um, I mean, you, you can use it in Scout and do the same thing that I was doing in Talbani, uh, where you just kind of, I mean, you, you don't get Alfiq, uh, which is one of the main things you would want to use with. That's the thing with Raven Purveyor. The idea was I wasn't including Ramp, like I wasn't putting Tree Minders and Thorn Hiss Mages in, because mm -hmm. Raven Purveyor with Automaton is effectively Ramp. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that it synergizes better than Ramp with Alter, because it accelerates your Alters, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I, it has a lot of refining to do, so. And I'm not really a control player in Tessel, so I don't have a ton of hours on control. Really, I'm, a, I'm an aggro and mid-range player with some combo here and there. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then I also played with the Obstinate Goat, and I did some Animal Monk. And Obstinate Goat was pretty good. Uh, Animal oh, Monk yeah, actually has... Animal Monk actually has enough animals that it's actually a tough choice at this point about what to include. Um, so I was like, hmm, which ones do I want in here? And obviously, like, you want Elder Gleam, Matrons, and then you want the seven-drop um, Spriggan, Spriggan one, yeah. 
But now they've got the four drop uh, three three that gives all animals plus two at the start of the turn. I'm not convinced that card is amazing, but it's worth playing just for the synergy. And then you can run like um, like you run a reflective automaton in it because um, you run the pack leader. The pack leader gives your wolves plus one plus one, so technically it'll buff the automaton. But there's also a lack of like like two drops that you really want to run. There's a lot of mediocre two drops you can run in animals. So anyways, I was just messing with that. But the, the goat was good. The goat is basically draw a card in that in that build. The goat basically says just play it, draw a card, uh, with the exception of like hitting the seven or eight non-animals. So well, I guess it's more like ten non-animals. But yeah, so that was fun. I The last thing I messed with, which actually was winning a lot of games, was Exalt Tribunal. I always mm-hmm. liked Exalt Tribunal before um didn't play it a lot recently but i liked it and now it has that two mana three three with exalt plus three plus three so on five it can be a five five with guard uh but of course it can't attack unless you have an exalt creature exalted. Mm-hmm. but honestly exalt was killing it for me and i didn't fi- I, I played like three games that won all of them and didn't see temple patriarch so uh it was really good i mean the, i think the power of having a lot of you know uh twos and twos and threes that double as bigger stat lines if you find them later in the game can allow you to just play a pretty decent mid-range tribunal that actually has a soul. Uh, so you know. That, that, yeah, that isn't just <laughs> yes. I I yes. You got that one. Yes, I get that. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, there's some guards I'm interested. I think that the I think that the I don't know if it's any good, but there's the Telvani one that is like a dude with a scythe. Um, that yeah. is just that one, so freaking sick looking. Oh my god! I think it's, it's so cool. Card. Oh, it isn't good, but it's so cool looking. Which <laughs> I guess I'm glad that that Telvani didn't get a really strong <laughs> Telvani card. That's actually true. It would be a bummer. Like, hey, it's in maintenance mode. And by the way, here we Telvani moved. Get, gets a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> Telvani got a really good well, watch, card. So that's all you're gonna play. Watch me eat my words. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be bad. Like, my thought is that card is ideal after an ice storm. Like, you, you, ice storm will turn later, and then play this, and then like heal for nine, and it can go face. By the way, you know. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't. Uh, it, but, I just yeah, think I it's cool. I just thought yeah. the artwork was, it was really cool. It, honestly, the artwork is sick. Yeah, no doubt. And honestly, the old the Dominion one, the artwork is really cool too because the premium version of it, he has like lightning all over him, um, which looks absolutely sick. I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't have the non-premium version, so I don't know how cool that artwork would be. I'm pretty the sure premium the premium version was super. Cool. Do, I'm pretty sure the premium of the goat isn't actually premium. Uh, it just shines like some of the other ones. No, I don't even think it shines. Like I don't. I, I'm staring at it. Like like I got really close, and I was like, "Is this? What's different here? What? Uh, is there anything?" I, like, I was just staring at it, and I couldn't figure it out. But maybe 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 I'm wrong, or maybe they like like maybe it's bugged or something. Um, I don't know. We ain't gonna get an update to that for a while. So. Probably not. Your goat's gonna not be shiny. You're not gonna get a shiny goat. I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna start um, my YouTube videos, uh, calling it uh, Elder Scrolls Legends in Exile. You oh, know? yeah, that's good. That's a good name for it. I think I'm just gonna start just being really pointed at the beginning of my videos. You know. Yeah, just that you are in exile. Yeah. yeah well, just, um, exiled. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's some stuff to experiment with. There's some stuff to play with, and you can always work on completing your collection. And if you are someone who just randomly is listening to this podcast, and let's just say that Elder Scrolls Legends is the game that you play whenever you have a break at work or on your train ride, and you were never playing it real competitive. And and quite honestly, you probably didn't even like it when new sets of cards came out because that meant that you had to learn something new (laughs) and collect something new. And if that's you, then Legends is still your game. Um, It's still an awesome card game, and still you can keep playing it if you're like us, maybe not so much. So let's talk a little bit about the direction of the show and what we're going to be doing next sure. because, DBN, you've already said you're going to continue to be making like a weekly Legends video. So yeah. at this point, um, this is not our Sayonara episode, um, but it is likely going to be our last episode heavily focused on Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, you're not going to be seeing an episode, likely will not be seeing an episode come out from Legends cast until the new year. Um, I, I have a lot going on with my life, with my kids, with my work. I'm picking back up seminary courses. Um, I have a tremendous amount that I just need to like turn my focus to. Um, if I do launch into something new with the online community, it's actually going to be bigger than what I'm doing currently. And so that's going to need a little bit of time and focus. I'm going to need to hire a couple of people to help me out. Um, so like there, there's a lot that there's a lot that's going to go on like in, in the background on that. Um, DBN and I have talked, we enjoy working together. We would like to continue doing content together in some form. We're not hundred percent sure what that is or what that's going to look like. Um, we, I am going to check out a couple of card games over the break. Um, a board, a, a pretty decent sized portion of the core of our community has swapped over to checking out eternal in the interim until they kind of figure out what the, the next card game is going to be. Um, but I think that DBN and I would like to do a couple of episodes in the new year, sort of focused on, um, other card games in, in help those of you who are going to be, I think most people who are going to be migrating from Tesla are still booting it up right now. Um, but if you aren't sure where to migrate to, you got Eternal, you got Mythgard out there, you got um, Casa coming out, you have Legends of Runeterra that's going to be coming out, you have Gwent that's out there, um, you still have Hearthstone and MTG Arena, which we're not going to suggest or review, um, because you can find plenty of content about that if you want to move to one of those two. Um, so and we're also chronically complaining about those games, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I had, a, I had many years in both of those games. I really loved both of those games, but I don't regret not playing them anymore either. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not upset that I'm not playing them and I'm not returning to them. So we're going to do some discussion about that. Um, me, from a real personal standpoint, I'm always going to have a card game in my life. That game is going to be Elder Scrolls Legends for now. And when Legends of Runeterra hits open beta or closed beta in um, first quarter of 2020, that will be the card game that I will move to for probably the the bulk of my time unless in between here and there i fall in love with one of the other ones which could happen but i really enjoyed my my beta test of legends of runeterra and that is probably the game that i'm going to be playing the most um one other announcement regarding the show um other than you know you don't don't look for episodes in the next several weeks and look for us to record a couple of episodes early 2020 that are going to review and talk about other games that you might want to migrate to um We still have the Discord, and the Discord is going to stay intact. We're going to be adjusting channels and all sorts of stuff in the Discord. So if you're looking for a community of 
uh, avid Tessel players who are moving on to new games or sticking around with Tessel for a while. We even have some people who've done the emulator and have started playing on the China server. Um, join our Discord and just come and hang out with us. That's our community. I'm going to be doing some stuff there um, in the next month or so that will be a little bit more intentional. Um, and then I'm going to be shutting down the Patreon. So thank you so much if you supported the show. I do not feel comfortable at all um, letting the Patreon charge people for a show that we're not doing um, and for content that they, once we do start doing it again, for content that they may not be paying for or that they, they didn't want to invest in. So I'm going to be shutting down the Patreon after the release of the show. Thank you so much to all of our patrons who have supported us and thrown even a dollar our way. We're deeply, deeply appreciative. If you have found value in this and you were a patron or you wanted to become one and you weren't one and you want to find some other way to like say thank you for the content that we've put out there, um, like reach out to us. Like we don't have any problem with you saying thank you. I just don't feel comfortable charging people for the content that we're not doing. So I'm going to be taking that down. And I hope that's not a shock to Ian because I didn't tell him about that until right now. No. Um, yeah. Okay. So he can expect that. But like, yeah. honestly, like if you love the content we've put out and you're appreciative of it, like go subscribe to Ian's channel, like go, I don't know, I don't know, whatever you got, like, go donate to Ian's channel or something like go help that out, like help out his cause. Um, obviously, like Ian has had more investment, DBN has had more investment in um, like financially in, in Elder Scrolls Legends than I ever have. And so like, I'm really, really encouraging people like the Patreon's not going to be up, but if you still want to support us and you want to see us make more content, go over to Ian's channel, support him by subscribing to him and support him by donating to him over there. Please, please, please do that. Go and say thank you to, to him for being on the show and everything. Um, but yeah, that's the announcements about the show. And I think that's what you can expect. Did I, did I miss anything, man, or, or something that we should have added? I can't really think of anything, to be honest, but uh, just pitching in my two cents of thanks for everybody. Um, I mean, not going to lie, when, uh, you know, when Mark messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to come on this show that I started two episodes ago? I was like, okay, cool. I didn't really expect it, me to be doing it weekly or to for it to have gotten to the point where we even had a Patreon. So that was really neat. Um, so thank you to everybody who... Uh, either contributed uh, financially or just contributed by engaging in the community because I think that's one of the things that has been this real you know blessing in disguise is, is that the community has really been a positive friendly and welcoming place and one that I mean honestly Mark and I didn't really have to to put much policing in place to allow for everyone just seemed to come in with the right mindset and, you know, I, I think anyone who didn't have that shared vision of a place where everybody can, you know, be friendly and, and chat about things and share ideas and stuff um, probably left. So this is a, it's been awesome. And I don't even get to read all of the comments on there. But the fact that there's so many people engaging in a really cool way and all the people that said we still want this community to mean something, even if the game is moving on, that that was I mean, bit surprising and just really kind of heartwarming too. So, so thanks to everybody involved in that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I had a meeting with the, some of the core players in our community on Sunday and, and basically the response was, this isn't like, although this game is going somewhere, like we aren't, 
this this community has meant too much to us. This place has been too encouraging to us. Um, I mean, this is a place where some of these folks are going every single day to find a source of encouragement and find a source of support and talk about something that they enjoy. People have shared their lives over our discord in terms of, you know, we've had people share about all sorts of things that I never, never expected people to open up about. So that's why the discord is staying active and why we're going to continue to participate and invest in the community. Um, I'm going to be starting kind of like a small group or a support group in the community um, probably sometime over the Christmas break, um, just an opportunity for people to get together in voice chat and just support one another and talk with one another and vent. Um, that is going to be my goal. I do want to give a, a special thanks. I'm going to miss people, but I'm going to try not to. Um, it's a special thanks to DBN for both being on the show twice and then joining us. I really deeply appreciate you, brother. And it's been an incredible opportunity to to work with you and really appreciate it. Um, to Endozoa, who's been on the show twice, a little Jamie, who's been on the show twice, Bradford Lee, who came on the show, for DT Blade, who was on the show, Ella Mayo, who's been on the show, for Sophie Elois, who's been on the show and uh, has been awesome, for Kara Kanzul, who was on the show, um, and thank you for joining us, man. Thank you, Silverfuse, for coming on the show, um, Laserjitian, for being willing to come on the show and being interviewed. I don't remember if I said CVH, but CVH, thank you so much for mm-hmm. investing in us and coming on the show two times. Ian Bits, thank you. You were one of the very first people who came on the show, and I, I very, very, I could not believe that you were willing to come on my show, brother. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and for, um, uh, Buge Innovation, who came on the show early on as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to thank Beefquake, who um, messaged me out of nowhere and was just like, hey, I could start a Discord for you. Um, me and Beefquake could probably have very different stories, but um, have grown a really great brotherhood there. And so thank you so much. Jeff, thank you so much for being willing to step up and become an admin and help us make the Discord as successful as it is has been i want to i want to add a thank you to fenrock who's recently came in and um brought in this insanely cool bot that we never even got a chance to talk about on the show um lord remen who has been on the sh- who has um, been in the discord and was writing stuff about uh, arena um really deeply appreciate you i know there's been many people who've participated i think the one person who either he wasn't a patron and wasn't on the show the, the two people who've been really pivotal in the community um I don't want to miss anybody, but uh, like Salty, Spitfire, um, Hakul, and Bones have been big parts mm-hmm. of our community as well. And I'm sorry, like if I didn't say your name, I'm I'm really really sorry if you feel like you've been a, a part of the community. I'm sure you have been. And I may I'm just like scrolling through and making sure mm-hmm. I haven't missed people. Um, Bear J has been a part of that and, and actually invested in buying me some cards at one point. Really appreciated that for anyone who's ever sent me an email or request and just said, hey, we really love what you're doing and we really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much for doing that, because that's been so huge and encouraging to me. The hardest part about doing both my leadership podcast and my Hearthstone podcast in the past is I never got feedback from anybody ever. Never knew if anybody cared about it or listened to it. The thing that has kept me coming back to this in an insanely busy season of my life, by all other rights, I would have quit this so much, so much longer, longer ago because I had a kid Um, in this season of like being in school, working on my master's, working full time, having a kid, going through infancy with them, building a downstairs room. Like all of this stuff has come out of this community. 
I would never have done any of it. I would have quit five episodes in if, if this community wasn't around it. Um, so thank you so much guys for, you know, even in the good times and the bad times with the show and when I was struggling through audio issues and you've given me advice and there's been so much progress. Thank you so, so much. And once again, a final thanks DBN for coming and being my co-host and making this a weekly thing. I, I really, I really deeply appreciate you and I'm very thankful for you. That's been an honor, man. I was really, I mean, kind of surprised that you invited me to be on full time. Normally when I run my mouth, people just start telling me to close it. So, you know, uh, it's been great. And, and I really do, I do appreciate that. It's, it's honestly been something that I didn't even know I wanted because before I did a podcast, which was great with some great people, but it was like a monthly thing. And, and I don't even think I really knew what a weekly thing would, would feel like. And it's honestly been one of the primary ways that I've connected with the game as my, you know, the wear of streaming all the time has kind of gotten to me uh, and I backed down my streaming involvement, this became an awesome outlet to kind of think of, you know, how I want to engage with the game. And so it's it's been awesome. And also just to the people in the community, um, don't feel like, you know, especially don't feel like because I was mad about things on the on today's episode that I'm, I'm an, an angry person. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, feel free to message me about anything. And the other thing is, if you guys are, um, I, I made this announcement, I think, in the patron chat, but I meant to make it in the other chat, to be honest. But if anybody ever wants me to look at something in one of our Discord channels, uh, you, you can feel free to tag me. And that way I'll get the little notification that, okay, you know, somebody added me and I need to go and, and check it out and see what it is because I'm, I'm always happy to, to look at something if it's a deck list or, um, just something cool that happened that you want to share and, and and if you're secretly hoping that that i'll see it uh don't secretly hope uh just just at me and i'll, I'll take a look at it and, and it'll be fun um so yeah well i think that's gonna just about wrap up episode 25 i have a closing thought and my closing thought is this that everything in life is seasonal there's nothing that's permanent everything in your life is seasonal including games, including community, friendships, children, jobs, your hair color. Everything in life is seasonal. And life gets much, much, much more rewarding whenever you embrace that and realize it. You roll with the changes. You see the seasons when they're coming. You embrace those changes in the seasons. And you don't spend all of your time reminiscing stressing or looking back on a season that was but instead you choose to fully embrace lean into and enjoy the beauty of the season that you are in life is going to change and for those of us who are playing out of scrolls legends it is a minor change in the grand scheme of the changes of life but things are going to shift and change nothing is forever everything is seasonal embrace it there is something beautiful about the time that you spent playing this game or being part of this community and if you are going to move on there is something beautiful waiting for you in that next season in that next chapter even if that thing is painful there is beauty and pain because it develops us it helps us to grow it changes who we are we become more resilient more perseverant and we tell a better 
story. So whatever new season that you are moving into, don't just hang on to this one as the glory days. Nobody likes to hang out with a person in their 40s who can't stop talking about high school. <laughs> Move on. Embrace something new. There's something beautiful and new and incredible for you to engage with. And you were created to engage with this new thing. And there's something new for you to discover and explore. I'm exploring new things in Elder Scrolls Online. I'm exploring new things in new arenas of my life. And, and I love this season and there's some elements that will continue and there's some elements that will change me and there's some elements that will end. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's a good thing because everything in our life is seasonal. So please, please, please in your life, my closing thought is embrace that. If you don't walk away with much else, embrace the fact that everything in life is seasonal and there's something beautiful that you can find in this next season. Okay, there I'm off my soapbox. I preached this week and I'm going to be preaching again. <laughs> okay dbn anything else to say before we go well because everything in life is seasonal enjoy the holiday seasons everyone happy yes. holidays to everybody no matter what you're celebrating i hope you guys have a good time with friends and family merry christmas and happy new year y'all hope that you get connected with some great people and if you don't have people to connect with message us on discord because we'd love to chat with you mm-hmm Okay, that's going to do it for episode number 25 of Legends Cast. We'll see you guys with some new content of some type in 2020.